Welcome to the Global Investor Podcast, a show that focuses on helping foreign investors enter the lucrative U.S. real estate market. Host Charles Carrillo combines decades of real estate investing experience with a professional background in international banking to interview experts in all areas of U.S. real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Charles Carrillo. Welcome to another episode of the Global Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Carrillo. Today we have David Hill. He has been a top producing real estate agent for over 21 years with over 35 years of experience as a phone sales trainer. David spent 17 years at Keller Williams as a trainer and three years at eXp Realty. In his first year at Keller Williams in 2002, David sold 42 homes through phone prospecting, far surpassing the average of only six homes per rep. He became one of 100 national sales trainers for Keller Williams to help train their 140,000 plus agents in 2020. David left real estate sales to pursue his dream of training and coaching. So thank you so much for being on the show today, David. Thank you, man. Appreciate, appreciate you having me. Yeah. So it's awesome that we have someone here that's a sales professional um, that really spends their time in the real estate realm. So before you becoming a, a sales and marketing coach, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, both uh, personally and professionally? Yeah. I mean, uh, personally, I'm, you know, I'm a father. I have uh, uh, three Amazing daughters, uh, ages 32, nine, and six, if that gives you the, the spread. <laughs> um, amazing wife, uh, you know, married for 14 years. And yeah, I'm just uh, blessed, you know, as far as that, um, family man. Uh, and then my business, you know, 35 years I've been in sales. I uh, started a long time ago at a call center for Kirby, those vacuum cleaners that, that and was that door to door? Is that starting? Uh, no, I, I was, I was the guy in the call center that okay. set up the appointment for you. Yep. Like you may, I never went door to door for Kirby, okay. but I set up the appointments for the guys that went door to door. And then from that, I ended up working for, uh, for chase, uh, or credit card company, but you know, 30 years ago, um, or 32 years ago, uh, you could call people and get them to do a credit card application on over the phone. And, and thank God they changed that because I didn't uh, realize, you know, I was just doing my job, but there were probably a lot of people that shouldn't have been doing credit card applications, you know. Um, and then I went into publishing. We published a magazine. I, I helped to build a local a regional magazine by cold calling telephone books and and uh, just door to door. That's when I went door to door, business to business. Um, and uh, then I got into real estate in 2000 and, uh, 2002. And Ended up working my way all the way to the top up, up Keller Williams to be in Gary Keller's uh, uh, mastermind group with, with the top 100. And um, yeah, just I've been in sales my whole life. I love it. I've written a book on it. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's part of my DNA, man. So why did you choose real estate out of everything else? I mean, every industry has selling at some point. Why would you choose real estate? Um, yeah, it's interesting. A good question. I mean, I, I chose it. Um, I didn't necessarily choose real estate. I, my, my, my tenure back at, you know, my 33 year old, uh, back then was 10 and she came to me and she said, dad, you should get your real estate license. Uh, mom's friend, Sue makes a lot of money selling real estate. And I was thinking like, yeah, do I not make enough money or something? But, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I thought about it. Uh, I, at the time I said, that doesn't make sense, but I woke up the next morning and it was on my mind to get my real estate license. So I, I ended up, uh, going, doing the, 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 the schooling for it, the 40 hours or whatever it was back then. And, and, you know, the rest is history, man. I mean, it's, it's opened up so many doors for me, um, you know, uh, focusing on the real estate. It, it, it's every, everything that I've done over the last 21 years really 
has has been an extension of of me growing my real estate business. Wow, that's great. That's great. So one thing when you said you're, you know, you're a sales trainer for real estate investors, uh, real estate agents, um, mostly. And um, so I read a stat on Investopedia that stated that most real estate agents fail in their first year, while I read another one that's saying it was within their first eight months. So, I mean, there's so many real estate agents out there, not many of them last. What makes, uh, I mean, what makes a real estate agent fail or go past that for near and uh, on their, on their route to being successful? Yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's uh, expectations, first off, coming into it. I think a lot of times people think it's easy. Um, and, and if you looked at real estate in, in general, the, the 1.5 million real estate agents out there, I'm sure that number is going to go way down based on what's happening now. But um, the, the majority of them only sell six houses a year. Um, because they just, you know, they have a license. They they know people. When, when somebody they know, you know, knows them, they'll reach out to them. Hey, I wanna, I wanna, uh, I wanna sell my house. Oh, great, amazing. They come over and they list it. And you know that can typically happen for most people. You know, three, four, five, six times a year, just because of the people you know. If you're a good guy, if you're a good person, good, 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 good lady, right? Um, but the challenge is when you try to make a career out of that. Now it's like, okay, I got to go find other people that don't know me yet. And I don't know, and I've got to reach out to them and I've got to get uncomfortable and I've got to be persistent. I have to have follow-up. And, and that's where I think a lot of agents, they, they, they don't have the right expectation going in that this is going to be a lot, it's going to be work. This is not just like, Hey, cause people say like, Hey, you know what, man, you are, you're such a nice guy, Charles, you should be a salesperson. Well, being a nice guy is, is fine, but it does not equate to being really great at sales. No, I can say, yeah, you're starting your own business. So it's, I don't That's think right. people really understand that. And then, um, you know, maybe they don't choose a brokerage or something like that. That's really, uh, yeah, part of it. helps with them. I mean, that gives them support or whatever, but, um, so, you know, years back I became a real estate agent and, you know, usually I use it just for making referrals, but, um, you know, I realized that while getting it, you get on a lot of mailing lists and like recruiting agents is like super competitive. So I imagine you work a lot with brokers building up their agent bases. I mean, how does that work? I mean, how can brokers find good agents, um, maybe ones that are already experienced or maybe other ones? I mean, how do they sort through maybe the ones that aren't going to be hundred percent serious and find ones to put on their team that are a little bit more serious? Uh, so during my, uh, my, my journey, I was, I don't know if I, this isn't in my bio, but I, I was a team leader for Keller Williams for two years. And we, we recruited uh, over 200 agents into that office in Hartford, Connecticut. It was me and I had a, a small team of administrators and people that helped with like onboarding and stuff. And, and, and you know, I, I think, you know, if, if you're looking for, for, um, for you know, people that are going to last, uh, you know, you, you need to, uh, you know, have some, some uh, you know, some, I, I don't want to say filters, but I think, you know, when you're, when you're meeting with people, you, you should, as I said earlier, you should be setting the right expectations for people. You should have standards as to who am I going to hire? There's, and I think that's one of the challenges, Charles, is a lot of times, you know, you, you, we go out, we get our real estate license or somebody has been doing it long enough. They open a brokerage and they just take anybody that shows up. Like anybody's like, Oh, Hey, I want, I want to work with you. Okay, great. Come on in instead of having a standard saying, well, Hey, I want to let you know that if you come work for me, um, I want to, I want you to be full-time. You, you can't have a part-time job and, mo and that's going to eliminate 70% right there. Just say, cause, cause most people, the reason they're not successful beyond what I said earlier is that they can't 
dedicate enough time because they already have a job. Um, you know, and then saying, Hey, you know what, another, another standard we're going to have is I'm, I'm going to want you to talk to at least 20 people a week, like have conversations. Cause when you do that, you're going to be more successful. Oh yeah, I'm willing to do that. Great. Um, I, I think just setting, setting them up for, for success, you know, and I think that one of the challenges is, you know, real estate agents joined, their friend told them it was easy. They think it's easy. They watch the shows on TV, million dollar listing and, and they think that's how it is. And it's, it's, it's not, I mean, some days, yeah, some days you'll, you'll get a day like that, but most days it's not like that. It's you on phones. It's, it's emailing people, texting, going to networking events, reaching out, following up 10 times. But, but that's not the glamorous part that I think a, a lot of us see. Um, so I don't even know if I answered your question on, on recruiting, but I, I think it's just getting out there and get, having conversations and, and talking to agents that are, um, you know, that are, that are, uh, you know, looking for something better. Yeah. I never thought about the full-time one. That's huge. I was reading a stat years back. That was like 60% of agents, you know, you know, that work 60 hours a week or whatever it is, or, um, the, the agents that work 60 hours a week are the ones that are making like over $150,000 a year on average, whatever it was. And it's like a huge difference with people that are just part-time. So you really have to kind of go all in on it. And I think like, you're right. Most people don't. And a lot of those marketing emails I would get from brokers, it would all be about price, right? There wasn't anything like assisting yeah. with it. It was all price. And, and when you say way, price, you're, you're referring to like our percentage is lower, right? The brokerage fees were lower, yeah. right? Just to get more money. But it wasn't, I saw a couple that came across that were like, you know, that were much more that much more making you a business partner and training you, you know what I mean? In their company. And I saw in there, like, we have a lot of leads. We have this, we have that we do full time. And, you know, obviously he's, that person's not getting as many people reaching out to them. There's not someone that just sends me something. Oh, it's three fifty for every closed thing and good luck. You know what I mean? And you have no idea what you're doing and which makes it risky for the broker too, because now they're actually, you know, their insurance and their name is on the line with this person just going kind of rogue. You know what I mean? But, um, cause you don't learn that much. And I mean, you learn some stuff in the, going through all the exams and all the stuff like that, but not really, you know, a ton yeah, of stuff. It's like, not, it's not to short. sell. Yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't, they don't teach anything in, in selling real estate. Right. It's just how to get licensed and not, not, not go to real estate jail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, I mean, there, there was a, um, a big thing that happened in the news for real estate agents. It was an NAR lawsuit. Um, and you know, I, I hear different things when I talk, I've spoken to a couple of real estate agents about it. Cause this happened about a month ago or so, or a couple of weeks ago from this time, but it was, um, you know, some people are in like kind of denial. Some people don't really know about it. Um, in the sense of like where, you know, and I don't know either. That's why I'm asking them, but you know, can you give us a little background about what this is and then, um, you know, what your take is on it for agents? Yeah, well, I, I'll just disclaim first. I'm not an expert on it. I'm not an attorney, um, I, so I can give you my my opinion on it. And I, you know, I know uh, it's been going on. I've known about it for years. It's actually been going on since 2019. There's been talks of it. I think started around 2017. But the case has actually been bouncing around. Um, it's turning into something very big right now. Um, that's going to definitely. Uh, my thought is it's going to change the industry forever. Um, it's going to change the way that we, we sell, uh, real estate. And I, and I think that the, the thing that really brought it on in my, and again, in my opinion is real estate agents not explaining really how the commission works to the seller. So I think most real estate agents would show up and say, Hey, I charge 6% or I charge 5%. And that was the extent of it. And then they would offer half of that out to another agent, which does not represent the seller. 
it would almost be like paying an attorney, like saying, hey, my attorney uh, we, uh, charges you uh, $20,000 to take your case and then brings in another attorney to, to negotiate against you to represent the other party and gives them half your money. I mean, that's kind of maybe not the greatest uh, metaphor, but it, 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 in a way it helps you understand um, because essentially what you're doing is you're, you're compensating somebody else to come in and, and, and negotiate against you. Now, one of the things that we started doing a long time ago, somebody, somebody taught me this, uh, maybe it was in 2015, was when somebody says, well, how much do you charge? I would say, I charge 3%. And you're going to start hearing everybody do this now. Um, I charge three or, or whatever you charge. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be three, whatever you charge. And then we're going to, let's figure out how much we want to pay the other agents. Um, and you know, and I would, I would explain to the seller, Hey, we could, we could offer this, we could offer this. And you know, the, the more you offer, the more incentivized they're going to be, but they they understand it. And now here's the challenge that I, that brought this lawsuit is, is the, the seller wasn't able to say, I don't want to offer them anything. Or they could say, well, I don't want to offer them anything. And then we as realtors would say, well, that, you know, you're probably not going to get any showings. No one's going to cooperate. Um, and so, but I think now this is my thought and we're already seeing it. I think in New York has already implemented it. I believe New Jersey um, is you're going to start to see the MLS that's going to be offering zero compensation to buyer's agents. And then the buyer agent will either get paid uh, from, the, from the client themselves or, uh, or they could just come negotiate. Like for me, I would say, come negotiate. I, I mean, you know, if you're going to give my seller an offer that they're happy with, I'm, you know, I, most sellers I know, as long as they understand what's going on, I don't think they would have an issue saying, Hey, you know what, to get this deal done. Sure. I'll give away an extra five grand or, or whatever it is. Right. Um, that's my thought process, but I think the challenge is when you don't explain it the right way, which is, which is ultimately what's created this, this lawsuit. Now, is it, is it, is it gonna, I, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think it is, I think there's a, uh, Chicago, I believe just filed, uh, New York now there's, there's, they're filing. So it's, it's starting to pop up everywhere. So it's at the least, uh, Charles is it's going to change the way uh, we we sell real estate moving forward when it comes to uh, having you know buyer's agency and who's paying the buyer and, and 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 such. Yeah, yeah, because it's a normal thing when I talk to agents here. I'm like, oh, it's a normal thing, you know, outside the country for you to just like you said. Uh, the attorney is a great example. I feel is where if you're in a business transaction, I'm buying a business from you. You're going to have your own attorney. I'm going to have my own attorney. You're going to pay your attorney. I'm going to pay my attorney and I'm going to find my own attorney. And then, you know, we put them together. And I think that's people don't like hearing that here, but I'm like, that's something that like happens in the rest of the you know, rest of the world. And the commissions are much smaller too. You know, you go to these other countries and the agent commissions are, are much less than let's say two and a half or 3% on each side. Um, but you know, every transaction is different. I mean, it depends on what people are doing. Do you have money sitting in the stock market and you're worried about it or worse, you have money sitting at the bank, not keeping up with inflation? My name is Charles Carrillo, founder and managing partner of Harborside Partners. And since 2006, I've been investing my money and my family's money into income producing properties. These are real assets, real properties with real addresses that produce real cash flow. At Harborside Partners, we provide passive investors who love real estate with a turnkey investing solution. If you want to put your money to work in real estate but can't find deals, don't have the time to get funding, and the last thing that productive people want to do is manage real estate. 
We find the deals, we fund the deals, and we manage the tenants, the termites, and the properties. Partner with us at investwithharborside.com. That's investwithharborside.com. Go to investwithharborside.com. If you love real estate, you like the idea of passive income, and believe that income-producing properties will appreciate over time, go to investwithharborside.com. That's investwithharborside.com. But um, with one other thing further into that kind of disrupting the traditional business model here in, in the United States is that, you know, you have large companies like uh, Zillow, I guess Redfin, um, you know, all these other companies that are out there that are really, you know, they have MLS listings on their website, but they're really taking and scraping a lot of web data and they're really being an almost an in-between marketplace for agents and, and buyers. You know, where do you see that? I mean, in the future, do you see, I mean, how does that work into disrupting the real estate agency kind of business um, that's traditionally been around? I think you could go probably go to my YouTube channel and go back 10 years and hear me talking about this um, because it, technology is going to disrupt the real estate space. Um, and it's, it's I, I like to use the the travel agent as an example. You know, I, I remember, still remember my first trip overseas, or, well, not necessarily overseas, but my first trip to uh, Bahamas where I, I had to, uh, I had to, you know, I had to get a, a passport to go, right. I had to travel and we, you know, this is 25 years ago or yeah, about 25 years ago. We, we literally had to go downtown Worcester to the travel agent's office, sit down with the travel agent. She pulled up everything for us, picked out our flights, right. Created an itinerary. There was no other way to do it. Right now, but now obviously to, to go to Bahamas, I can just go to Expedia or Travelocity. And I, and now there's some people that most people are going to do that, but see, not everybody's going to do that. Charles, there's still like, I just took a trip to Hawaii and I didn't know like where to stay. I didn't know what, I, I didn't want to deal with it. So what did I do is I went and I called a travel agent and honestly, I, I won't call this travel agent again because they weren't unfortunately that good, but I still will find a travel agent now that knows the area, knows where to stay, knows what to do, and can guide me through that process. Now, there's going to be people that want that, Charles, but there's also going to be a lot of people that say, hey, I'm just going to go do this myself. And, and I think, the, to, to your question, the Zillows of the world, whether it's Zillow or whether somebody creates a national MLS, a public-facing national MLS um, I think that that is a, a, a possibility. Um, and then to, just to finish with that, I was on a call last week with a, with a group of people and one of the gentlemen was an older gentleman and he was sharing about his, 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 his elderly mother was, it lives uh, out in very affluent. They live outside of Beverly Hills, California. And, and he was sharing how she is selling her house and how it is such an emotional process for her. She's lived there her whole life. This is a multi, multi-million dollar home. And, and how important it was for her to select the right agent. Going back to the travel agent story I shared, right? And, and so, yes, there's going to be a, a, a good percentage, maybe more than half that will probably, you know, uh, move towards technology. But then there's going to be the people like that lady and the people that other people that say, hey, I want somebody to represent me. I want somebody to hold my hand through this. I, you know, and, and so I think, I don't think it's going away just like the travel agent. Yes. Most travel agents are gone, but there are still travel agents out there. And the ones that are out there typically do really well right now. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't, I don't see the model going away a hundred percent. And I think some people kind of, 
you know, they get really excited and say, oh, it's all going to be gone. No, I think you're going to have people that, I mean, selling a house, buying a house, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? And if you have someone that's working alongside you that knows exactly that can, you know, filter through results and potential sellers and buyers, um, I think that is something that uh, is, has a lot of value. But, um, you know, there will be, like you said, there's people that book their own trips themselves and, still travel agents around it's just maybe it's a little different of what they service they uh they offer now but you said something earlier on about the 1.5 million agents and i have to say you know i went through like uh 07 08 when i was buying properties uh, investment properties and when i got to 09 08 even 08 end of 08 09 when i was buying properties from you know maybe from 06 was the last time i bought and every like you know the whole business had was just it would been shaken up there was some there was uh I, you know, whole new agents I had to work with, um, inspectors weren't around, like the whole business changed. People were out, you know what I mean? Whole different sure, career yeah. path. And I think that's, you know, and I found when I was dealing with agents like in 08 and 09, really professional agents I found, you know, the ones that were still in there that really were valuable. They really had clients and books of business that they had built over the years. And I think a lot of that fluff just kind of got cleaned out maybe more so than a normal downturn and maybe more so of what you're saying that might happen here, but it's just, it, it's true that you have a lot of these people that are kind of filtered through. So the good ones stand out. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So working with a lot with sales strategies with, um, you know, people that are always working on phones, obviously real estate agents, you know, what are some sales strategies that maybe you work through that were common with uh, some of your agents um, that you trained um, at some of the brokerages? Um, you know, I think for us, you know, we, I've been using a, 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 a strategy for a long time, really it's different, you know, five steps, which, you know, step one is really just like, how do you uh, greet people, introduce yourself to people at the beginning of any sales process really starts with making a connection, building rapport at a certain level. Um, you know, you gotta know, you gotta know who you're with too, right? Like if you meet with me, I'm a high D. Um, it doesn't need to be a lot of rapport building. I, I don't, I just want to get into it. Right. So I think that's part of it too. Or you meet with other people. There's going to be people like, if you don't build rapport, this person gonna be like, I don't like this person. They don't care about me. And you're going to be, you're going to be done. So you got to know your, you got to know first off, who are you dealing with behaviorally? How did they, how did they, you know, are they a D I S or C? I think that's important. Um, then, you know, you get into your fact finding, you know, asking great questions. We got to practice asking deeper questions, figure out really like what are people's goals, their challenges, what's keeping them up at night. And you think most real estate agents <laughs> from my experience, Charles, they don't even know like half the thing, like, well, my clients move into Florida. Great. Florida is amazing. Why? Wow. They like nice <laughs> weather. Really? Okay, good. Nice weather. Why else? Uh, they don't even know most times, you know, it's, it's uh, not all the good ones do, but, you know, you figure out like why people are doing what they're doing. And then, you know, third, you have a demo. You got to you got to know how to present. Um, and, and when you talk about presenting, it's it's presenting to the challenges. It's not just showing up. Like I remember when I first got my license, I joined a team, the Steve Clements team. And he had a good guy. He, he taught me a lot. He taught me Fizbo's. But, he, you know, he had a, a binder and we would sit down at the table and he would go through every page of the binder and we do this. And he'd flip the page and then we do this. And, and you could see the people like in the first like two appointments I went on with him, he didn't get either listing. And I'm like, this is, this is a mess, <laughs> you know, cause who cares about all that? Give people what they want, right? Demo closing and handling objections is the next step. Uh, teach people how to be effective with, uh, with, with just asking for the close, being confident, 
And if somebody says no, uh, you know, ask more questions, help them make a decision, handle objections. And then finally, follow up. 80% of our business comes from follow up anyway. So having really, really good follow up systems in place, um, it's critical. We do a webinar, by the way, if it's all right. We, every, every Thursday, Charles, it's, uh, you can just go to davidsfreewebinar.com. And uh, almost every Thursday, not every single Thursday, but uh, you know, three, at least three times a month, we do a sales training on, web, on Thursdays. It's free. You just go to davidsfreewebinar.com. You can jump on tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about follow-up. So um, I just kind of laid out the whole <laughs> sales process. But, but yeah, I mean, and so what, what I can do is I, can, I come in, I work with business owners now and businesses and and appointment setters, and I'll look at their process and I'll say, okay, here's some things that we can, we, we can help make better for you. So it's, it's really interesting. I have, I have a friend that's a really good wholesaler and he would tell me that um, he would stay on the phone with people as long as he could, 45 minutes and he wouldn't even talk about the property. And he would just like build the rapport with them. He's like, and like the last five, 10 minutes, we talk about the property and what they're trying to do. But it was like, I mean, but he would, he's like, I have extremely high closing on that because most people are just like, what's the, you know, What's the address? What do you want for it? Blah, blah, blah. And hey, I'll send you an offer. And, you know, it's if you actually for people that uh, have the time they're going to spend with you on the phone, I mean, you're really building that rapport with your with the person. Well, it depends on it depends on the industry. I mean, what he's doing is wholesaling. I think it's 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 probably more important. Uh, you're getting somebody to sell their house at 50 cents on a dollar. So yeah, it's um, in a tough spot. Y- yeah, yeah. So I, I and I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's. <laughs> So as we're kind of following up here or finishing up, um, how can our listeners learn more about you and all your, your businesses, your training programs? Uh, yeah, uh, DavidIHill.com is my, uh, is my main website, David I Hill, I stand for Isaac. And then uh, also we have a, a, a link tree, which is DavidHill.link. Um, usually everything that we have going on is, is on the link tree. So it's pretty easy to get in touch with me. And on all socials, it's da- it's at David I Hill. Uh, uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything is at David I Hill. So super super easy to get in touch with. Just remember, David I for you, not me. David I Hill, and uh, yeah, you you can find me. All right, I'll put all those links in the show notes and also for your webinar. And uh, thank so you. thank you so much for coming on today, David. Yeah, man, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you, and thanks for the great questions. Have a great rest of your day. Hi guys, it's Charles from the Global Investors Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in getting involved with real estate, but you don't know where to begin, set up a free 30-minute strategy call with me at ScheduleCharles.com. That's ScheduleCharles.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Global Investor Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new weekly episodes. For more resources and to receive our newsletter, please visit globalinvestorpodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars, LLC, exclusively.